really highly evolved and highly successful and wealthy people, they don't have time. They don't care. So all the noise that's distracting you and all the things that are deterring you and all the things that are holding you back because you're worried about this and you're listening to that and you're paying attention to this, it's all noise that's completely irrelevant because none of those people are doing anything. They're not the people you should be paying attention to anyway. Working on yourself is so important because so many people's behavior is dictated by the perceived opinions of people that have no business having an opinion about them. I'm on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here with me today and can't wait for you to meet the business strategist, Kelly Roach. She transforms overworked entrepreneurs into seven-figure CEOs by teaching them how to leverage timeless business principles employed by billion with a B dollar corporations with the most powerful online marketing speed and agility strategies of today. Before starting her own company, Kelly, like your girl, was back in corporate for a Fortune 500 company. She was a VP, one of the youngest VPs in the company. And during her time in corporate, she led a team of over 100 to record-breaking sales numbers, even through the 08-09 downturn. Kelly's multi-million dollar company, The Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program, is the fastest growing coaching program in the market and the first of its kind. Her accountability-driven approach has been responsible for hundreds of clients finding financial freedom through entrepreneurship. Kelly is involved in working with ABC, NBC, Fox, CW. You've seen her everywhere, and she's also doing so much good giving back. She's the co-founder of the Courageous Brand designed to create a movement that would give young girls a competitive edge to rise to the top, break the glass ceilings, and make a lasting change globally. She's also doing philanthropic work with one-on-one business model that cleans drinking water to those who do not have access through her Human Family Foundation. Kelly, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So as you were talking about offline, you know, of course, I want to hear about your business strategies to help my listeners reach that next level of success. And I know that that's what you're out there teaching. Even today, you're out at a conference right now, your own conference, teaching a group of people and taking a break to sit here with me. I want to hear about these business tips and strategies, but it opened my eyes when we were having a conversation to hear that things have not always been so easy for you. Yes, you had a lot of success in corporate America. Yes, you have massive success as an entrepreneur, but you've really hit some low points too. It's been amazing. I think that in the world of online marketing and with social media, you know, obviously online entrepreneurs use social media to promote their brand and to grow their business. And so obviously the focus and the goal is to show how well you're doing, to talk about what's working, to showcase all the highlights of your brand and of your life and of your business. And that's great. And it works, right? It works for all of us. But, you know, as our company went from seven to eight figures and I began to realize like, okay, like I play a role in the conversation that is happening in the online space. I have a responsibility to actually let people know what it takes to build an eight-figure business, to run a team that is, you know, spanned across the United States and, and serve thousands of clients and all of these things. And I kept hearing all of these online influencers and course creators and and people that have a huge voice in the online space saying, you know, it can be easy. It's going to be so fast. You know, you can do this overnight. Like, you know, and I started thinking to myself, I couldn't imagine if I was a new entrepreneur that was coming up today, 
that was working really, really hard to build my business. And it wasn't happening overnight. And it wasn't easy. And it wasn't happening at hyper speed. And it felt a little stressful along the way. And I, and I really put myself in the operating reality of what is the experience of the online entrepreneur that's not yet where we are, right? We came to the other side. Like I already fought all the battles and went through all the scars and the wounds and made it to the other side. But how many entrepreneurs are having depression, anxiety, thinking about quitting their businesses, wanting to give up because the perception online is that it's easy. You barely have to work. This is going to happen overnight for you, right? We all just hang out in our Lambos and in our private jets and sit on islands. There's really no work to be done. We actually can't find anything to do with our time because it's so easy, right? So I just realized, you know what? I'm going to do something different here. I'm going to be a truth teller. So I just started like two and a half years ago, really talking about like what the true experience of entrepreneurship is and telling stories of, you know, just mistakes that I've made and failures that I've had and struggles and setbacks. And, you know, I I feel like when you have a voice, you have a responsibility to use that voice for good. And I do use my voice for good. Obviously, I help people build wildly successful businesses. That's what I do for a living. But there's a whole nother piece of that. And that's the human element. And so I, I just want the people out there to know, like when you see Heather, you know, and Heather, you talked about this on my show, right? And, and when you see people like me that, you know, run these companies and are having this level of success, like pure failure, like pure failure on the way to that success, like so many mistakes, so many mistakes, so many setbacks, so many moments of doubt. There's been so many times where I've shared publicly, like a big goal that I was setting. And then afterwards, I'm like, why? Like, why can I put that back in my mouth? Why? Why did that just come out of my mouth? Like it just accidentally, because I was so passionate. I like said the thing out loud that no one was supposed to hear because I didn't know how to do it. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think the big thing I just want entrepreneurs to know as you build your business that if it's going a little slower than you thought it would, or if it feels hard or you're dealing with some stress along the way, that is you building the muscles that you need to get to where you want to go. You're not doing it wrong. You're not failing. You're actually right where you need to be learning the exact things that you said that you wanted to learn so that you can get to where you want to go. And I just want to keep repeating that message over and over again, because, you know, having crossed that bridge, what I'm seeing now, because I do coach so many people on building their businesses is it's actually a perception gap that is killing so many businesses right now. And it's the perception of what does it take to be successful versus what it looks like to be successful. And I believe that if we close that perception gap and people understand the amount of trial and error, even with mentorship, even with coaching, businesses can't be built in theory. They can only be built on the field, in the trenches every day. And I think if we're able to close that perception gap, I think many more people are going to make their dreams come true. And that's what my goal is. You know, what's interesting to me about what you just said, and and I'm really curious how you're going to answer this. In my opinion, there's a big difference between working with someone, a hypothetical client, right? And they're saying to you, Kelly, this isn't getting off the ground. I'm trying so hard and it's not working. And, you know, you're cheering them on and trying to get them to work through these low moments. Like you're saying that you've had that I certainly have had for me, the pandemic was like the biggest low moment ever. My business got crushed and disappeared overnight. So we've all been in these really delicate moments where you do consider giving up. You do say, do I trash this business and start something new? 
what is that difference between someone who's just way off the mark and it's not going to work or versus, hey, you got to grind this out and push through? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I think that there's a difference between what we want to sell to someone versus what someone is interested and willing to buy. And that is a huge distinction that I see a lot of people get stuck in. They'll say, I see that this group of people really needs ABC XYZ. Well, guess what? If that group of people really needs ABC XYZ, but they don't give a crap and they're not willing to spend their money on it and they're not interested in solving that problem, it doesn't matter that the problem exists. It doesn't matter that your perception of the problem is that it needs to be fixed. All that matters is, is this a problem that that group of people is both aware of, invested in correcting, and willing to put their money behind, right? And so I do think, Heather, that there is times where people's passion or heart gets confused with actually making a match between market viability and desire to sell something that people are willing to spend money on. And that's where I think it's really important. You can take your passion and you can apply your passion in a thousand different ways. You need to make sure. And that's actually why I'll I'll give a specific example. I started the Human Family Foundation because I really wanted to do something to give back. And I really wanted to make a meaningful difference by creating an entity of my business that was very focused on on service and philanthropy. I see a lot of business owners that they say, I really want to give back. I really want to make a difference. So they start selling to a population of people that they're dead broke. They're never going to be able to invest in their products, programs, or services. They don't have the right mindset. They would be so much better off saying, this is charity and philanthropy. This is my business. And my business can fund me doing good in the world with this thing, but trying to take, you know, blood out of a stone with a population that doesn't, they're never going to be who you want them to be just because you want to feel in your heart that you're doing something good. It doesn't work out for, for them and it doesn't work out for you. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular and it is just so easy all because I use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized, I can do this. I can go to work for myself, thanks to Shopify What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out 
the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. I want you to know that finding ways to be more efficient, cut costs, and get rid of errors and mistakes can completely transform your business, boost your performance at the same time. This is why you need NetSuite now. Now, through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Monahan, netsuite.com slash Monahan. NetSuite.com slash Monahan. Are you tired of the stress and chaos of live launching? Who isn't, right? But if you've tried going evergreen, you know that's not the solution either. Hello, low conversions. So what's the answer? The Circuit Sales System is designed to make sales for you every single day while giving your audience all of the excitement of live launching without you ever having to live launch again. What would increasing your current yearly revenue by 40 times look like for you? Okay, nobody's making any income guarantees here, but that's exactly what Nikki did for her business when she developed her circuit sales system. The circuit sales system is the automated system that combines the best of both live launching and evergreen with none of the worst. Think high conversions and high predictability without the chaos or risk. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalesystem.com slash confidence. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalesystem.com slash confidence. When you take a good business and you bring the charitable component to it, people are drawn to you. The right people will come to you and your business will accelerate as a result of the good you do. 
It's absolutely true. And I think that's a place where like the entrepreneur heart gets a little mixed up that we need to just like clarify, you know, for me, like we build wells through charity water. We just funded another water project in Nepal. And we did that hundred percent based on book sales from the book that we launched earlier this year. I think that you can do as much good in the world as you want to as an entrepreneur, but if you're broke, it's impossible to do that. And I think a lot of people have a broken mindset because they have beliefs that make them feel guilty about being really wealthy. And there are so many negative mindsets around wanting wealth, desiring wealth, loving money, enjoying being rich. You know, even when I just said that right now, I bet there's some people that felt like a little uncomfortable with me just saying that, but you have to get over that. If you want to do a lot of good in the world, you have to have a way to facilitate that good. And for me, that's always been a driving factor in my business because I came from a family that we got a lot of philanthropy and we got a lot of help from other people and we couldn't help others because we were in scarcity. And so I said to myself, I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to have money. I'm going to be rich and I'm going to not be in scarcity so that I can do for others, so that I can give back, so that I'm on the other side of that equation. But I think as an entrepreneur, if you've been stuck at a money ceiling for a long time and you haven't been able to get past it, it's a lot of times it's not so much are you selling the right thing or are you focused on the right market? I see people changing their market every other day, changing what they're doing. A lot of times it's you don't truly own your desire to be wealthy. You're not allowing yourself to actually feel good in your gut and in your heart about making a lot of money. And I think you have to change that belief before your exterior experience of life is going to be in alignment with that, right? What are some of the tactics that you teach people to leverage so they can break through that limiting belief? Because as you did, I came from a family of scarcity and, you know, grew up poor. It's not that easy, right? It's not like flipping a switch. Tell me how you did it or how you teach people to do it. No, I agree with you. And I think the first thing is that we are in a deep state of denial, usually about the beliefs. So the problem is, is on the exterior, we say we want to be successful. We want to make money. You know, we build a business to be successful, but on the interior, we still don't associate ourselves with being wealthy, with being rich to, you know, feel good about that idea. So I think the first thing is like stopping kidding ourselves and really taking the time to get aware of our own belief system. And I did an exercise recently with some of my clients in one of my programs around this. And what came up for a lot of them was that the beliefs were so deep-seated, like hidden underneath the beliefs that you say that you have are the actual beliefs that drive everything that you're doing, right? And sometimes, and the number one belief that I think prevents entrepreneurs from becoming really wealthy and really high net worth, especially for women, is that they believe that making a lot of money is in conflict with being a great parent, a great wife, you know, a family first person, all of those things. And I've seen it come up over and over. And I'm talking about really successful people. So you have to ask yourself, what are my true beliefs? Identify and get clear on what those beliefs are. And then ask, where did they come from? Because you mentioned something just a couple of minutes ago, you know, you, you came on my show and, and you were talking about making sure that you're getting advice and guidance from people that are where you want to be. And almost a hundred out of a hundred times, when you look at a set of beliefs that you have that are not supportive of your goals, those beliefs came from someone who is not where you want to be. 
So if you don't want to replicate that person's results, don't replicate their beliefs. And most of us, I don't know about you, Heather, but like I did not even learn about identifying and replacing beliefs until I was like almost 30. You know, I teach my daughter now, she's eight, about like creating her belief system. And and we have these open conversations now. But when we were growing up, this wasn't an open conversation. Like no one was talking about this. So I feel like for a lot of us, we're doing a lot of this deep work in like the middle part of our lives where there's a lot of our life that's kind of really already built around this set of beliefs that we didn't even know that we had. But the really beautiful thing about life and the really beautiful thing about being a human being with free will is that we can identify those beliefs. We can look at what the source of those beliefs were. We can ask ourselves if those beliefs are really true. We can ask ourselves if those beliefs are actually supportive of creating the outcomes that we want. And then most importantly, we can choose a new set of beliefs that do support the outcomes that we want, that are in alignment with our life, not the life of the person that gave us those original beliefs, but in line with the life that we're trying to create for ourselves. And I think this is one of the most important things to do in adulthood is to create alignment between your beliefs, right? Your actions and your outcomes. Because usually when you look at a person that says, my life isn't on track, my business isn't where I want it to be, the things that I want to make happen just aren't happening. And you say, well, show me, show me your your mindset, show me what you're doing. There's no correlation between what they're doing and what they say that they want. So if we bring those things together, it's like spontaneous combustion. Now you actually have the operating system working together to get to your goal instead of fighting against one another. Oh, this is so powerful. I'm so grateful that you brought this up because everybody has the ability to make these changes. And it starts with just being aware, like you said, asking yourself the questions and then identifying where it came from and letting go of that and rewriting it today. So I absolutely couldn't agree with you more. I've gone through the same thing. And at 47, I'm still working through. I had someone point out to me that my father, when I was 12 or 13, went out on his own and failed in entrepreneurship and went back to corporate America. And somewhere in the back of my subconscious, I was hanging on to this. And this person pointed out to me, that's probably why it was so hard for me during the pandemic. I immediately went to, wait a minute, my speaking business just disappeared. That's my number one revenue stream. Oh my gosh, I'm failing. It's not going to, I wasn't finding the opportunities. I just started focusing on the scarcity and it was not a good time in my life. Right. But It was so helpful to say, okay, I had to hit that really low moment to realize I was still, even in my subconscious, hanging on to these beliefs that were really pulling me down. And now I've been able to look at them and understand that for whatever reason, my father, you know, was not, you know, successful in entrepreneurship has nothing to talk, you know, that doesn't impact how I'm going to, where I'm going to find success, how I'm going to find success. It's just another point of contrast in life to look at, learn from and grow from. That's exactly it. And and I think what I would just encourage everyone to do is like, I think sometimes our lives are so filled with busyness that we're repeating cycles and behaviors and patterns and, and belief mechanisms that are keeping us treading water. And that's so exhausting. And I think a lot of times it's our internal operating system that is the number one thing that's standing in the way of getting what we want. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned, like, especially as the business has elevated and as I've elevated is you have to slow down. Like working on yourself is like the number one thing and not just working on yourself. Because I think when you, 
when you move into the world of entrepreneurship, I think it's generally accepted that you're going to like, you know, you're going to read books or you're going to listen to content or you're going to work with a mentor or coach. And that's one level of working on yourself. But I'm actually talking about like the deep extraction and the going within of like actually exploring like your thoughts and your behaviors and your history and, and your why and, and things on like a much deeper, like emotional level, which I think for a lot of high performers and high achievers, we're not highly emotional in how we operate, which is why we're so successful because things don't swing us very easily. And when you're that person, you don't often slow down to examine emotions because you're not a person living in your emotions all the time. And the biggest piece of advice I would give is like, take time to intentionally explore and learn more about yourself and try to understand these things about yourself because it is a next level. It is a next level of performance and connection that you will be able to create with the people that you want to influence, the people that you want to serve, the people that you want to create a meaningful conversation with in the market. You can tell when you're speaking to someone who's working on themselves, who's evolving, who is growing as a human. Like it is evident. It is also evident, okay, when it is a person that 15, 20 years go by they're telling the same story. They're talking about the same lesson. They're using the same phrases. They're teaching the same darn thing. I have so many people that I like lost trust in that I used to study because as I was growing, 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 I saw that they weren't. And I was like, whoa, hold on a second. I'm not attaching my wagon to a human that's not growing anymore. And that's why it's so important especially as we're in the online space and especially as you build a voice in the online space, everyone's going to have an opinion about everything that you do. I I did a video about this lately. People are going to have an opinion about their opinion, about their opinion of their opinion of what your opinion should be about your opinion. (laughs) So, okay. So the thing is, is really highly evolved and, and highly successful and wealthy people. They don't have time. They don't care. They're off running their own race. They're doing their own thing. They could give two craps about whether your sweater's blue, your shirt's too tight, your hair doesn't look good today. You shouldn't have said this on social. You should have posted about that. They don't care. They're doing their own thing. So all the noise that's distracting you and all the things that are deterring you and all the things that are holding you back because you're worried about this and you're listening to that and you're paying attention to this, it's all noise that's completely irrelevant because none of those people are doing anything. They're not the people you should be paying attention to anyway. And that's why I'm saying like working on yourself is so important because so many people's behavior is dictated by the perceived opinions of people that have no business having an opinion about them, right? CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, CBDistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is so good, and it's something that I have not talked about on the show, so I hope everyone is catching this. Here's the crux of it is that I used to be in the radio business, right, forever, 25 years or something crazy. And every time that I, once in a while, like every few months, I get back on a call. These people I've known my whole life, but I don't talk to them every day anymore. And I'll get back on a call with someone. I'm like, oh, what's going on? How's business? What's going on? Like, catch me up. It's it's the same conversation we had six years ago when I was in the business. Oh, market's tight. You know, it's the same, you know, the same negative feedback. Heather, you know what it's like. And I'm like, wait, you're telling me it hasn't changed in five years since I've been there? Nope, hasn't changed at all. Well, why don't you change? And they look at you like you're crazy. And they're like, what are you talking about me change? This is the business. And that's when, to your point, I'm like, oh, I love you. I send you love. I wish you the best (laughs) luck in the world. But this is where I've got to like, the call's ending now. And I've got to go back to my life, to your point, which is like surrounding myself with people who are taking chances, going out and learning, testing and trying, failing, getting back up. Like, I want to be that person at the end of my life. It's like, I didn't live perfectly, but I went for it and I grew and I'm still growing on my deathbed today. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you for bringing that point up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's way too much of it out there. All right. Another question I have to that topic you just brought up around personal brand, because I get negative feedback on this too, is that I've been getting negative feedback once in a while. I'll bring up something about spirituality or, and I hadn't done that in the past couple of years and just started doing it this year. So that's a slight change, right? And like anything, when you test and try something new, bringing a different part of yourself forward, right? You're going to get positive feedback and negative. How do you, with your brand and the presence that you have, how do you move forward when you are growing or you're opening up other sides of yourself? How do you choose what to share? That's such an interesting thing. And I'll, I'll share both sides of it. So I'll share something that I decided to start sharing and I'll cite something that I, that I haven't and the why behind both and how I make those decisions. So for me, in the last couple of years, I started sharing about my faith and my spirituality as well, because I feel that I wouldn't be where I am in any way, shape or form without it. And so I feel that if I don't include that in the conversation that I'm having with the market, it's almost like a lie because I rely on my spirituality and my faith every single day. It's a part of how I make every decision. It's a huge part of my life. When I had my lowest moments where I was praying to God and saying, I literally had moments where I was so stressed. I was like, I don't want to die. Like God help me. Like we've all had those moments. Right. And so I did start sharing about it and, and I was scared and I, you know, I've been in business 10 years and my first eight years, I never murmured a peep about my faith or about spirituality or God or anything. And for the first time, just three months ago, I launched a new program where actually spirituality is an entire tenant of the program. And I said, this is going to be interesting because, you know, people will either run screaming or, you know, they'll love it. And, you know, obviously I'm attracting the segment of the population that, that gets that. But the reason that I decided that I'm going to start talking about it regardless of the outcome is because I feel like 
I would be a lie as a human being. It's central to who I am as a person. And if I'm going to be a teacher and a public figure, I think it's important to share something that is such an essential piece of that. Now, on the flip side, I do not participate in any political conversations. I do not participate in any conversations about any of the socioeconomic things that are going on in the world. I do not participate in the headlines. I do not participate in any of that. And the decision to do that I made many years ago. And it's because the moment that I step into that ring, then that takes the focus off of my purpose for being on the planet. There are plenty of people There are plenty of people who do that and they do that exceptionally well. And there's people that that's actually their calling. Like their calling is to lead a movement in this direction or that direction. And that is central to who they are as a person. And that is what they're meant to do. That is not what I'm meant to do. And I also believe, and I've never actually had this conversation, but you asked the question. So I'm just going to be honest and, and say it. I think it's very dangerous. The echo chambers that are being created. I, I think it's, it's, unbelievably dangerous to create a false world in which the only people you allow to be in your space are people that agree with you. I personally do not want to have a client base that's one-sided. I don't want to have a group of people, whether it's my team, my advisors, my clientele, or my community that all are the same in their beliefs, their values, and their opinions. I think that you can't learn and evolve and grow that way. And the moment that you take a side, you're basically saying no to this, yes to that. And unfortunately, and I don't believe this, but this is the way people are, people feel that they are this or that. They can't understand the importance of valuing our country was actually founded on debate. Debate used to be a healthy, meaningful way that evolution happened. Innovation, disruption, reinvention came from debate. And now, if you have a different opinion than me, well, we must hate each other. Blocked, you're blocked. People are so proud to share online how they, I'm blocking everyone that I don't like their posts today. And I'm like, but how does that positively contribute to us moving forward, right? And so to give both contrasts of that, this does not affect who I am, what I do. The next headline on on the news today, not going to change my behavior, not going to change my business, not going to change what I'm doing, not going to change my calling, not going to change, right? Every cycle that we go through, everyone thinks it's the end of the world for this or it's the beginning of the world for that. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's all kind of what you do. It's you owning your own behavior, right? So I'm not going to participate in that. I won't participate in that. Well, on the other side, I knew there's a risk bringing faith and God into the conversation. I know not everyone will like it, but I am not willing. I'm not willing to remove something that is so central, I believe, to everything that I've been able to accomplish in my life. Oh, wow. We're so aligned on this. It's so funny. And and thank you for being so transparent about that. You know, what you were just talking about reminds me of the movie, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Guys, if you haven't seen this movie, go check it out. But it's really all about, to Kelly's point, that the more confirmation bias, the more that we only look for people that are white, that speak this way, that only like these kinds of people, and we surround ourselves with these people, we were signifying to social media that we only want to be fed those kinds of people. It really starts brainwashing ourselves into there is only one way of thinking, there is only one truth. And then to your point, there is no longer healthy debate. There's fighting and anger and blocking. And I've even seen it in my own family 
so much. So I will not engage in any type of political conversation with my birth family anymore because they literally want to have a drop down, drag out fight over it. No yeah. one's going to win. We're not going to change who the president is in this conversation. So I don't really understand, you know, what's the point? I'll take that 30 minutes back in my life and go do something a little bit more productive. So I'm so with you on that. Kelly, tell us a little bit about your show, which I recently was a guest on. I would love to hear because you are blowing it up with your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So the Kelly Road Show, we're at like almost episode 830 now. And it's just something that to me, it's it's like part of my legacy. It's something that I just want to leave behind. It's, it's like writing a book. You know, I write books as well. And I do 20 minute segments. So it's short, powerful. It's a punch to your day. It's mindset. It's strategy. It's how to build a brand that stands out online with integrity. I love pouring my soul into it. I feel like it's it's a gift that I can give to people. And I love so much to do the show and have great conversations. Obviously, I, I was so lucky to have you on the show, Heather. But um, it's just a place to come to get that that kick in the pants that you need sometimes or the mindset lift or or maybe the strategy breakthrough that you've been looking for that you quite haven't quite figured out yet on your own. I'll tell you, I made a decision at the beginning of this year to no longer listen to music in the car and to only listen to podcasts and audible books so I could constantly be learning because I, I live in Miami and the traffic, well, you know, I mean, the traffic out here is clinically insane, right? In South Florida. So that one simple pivot and change accessing shows like yours and starting to expose myself to different ways of thinking and knowledge has completely transformed my life this year. And for everyone listening, you know that. So find ways, guys, the next time you're in the car, if you're vacuuming your house to put her podcast on, give it a shot and start up-leveling yourself. You all have time within a day. You just need to find it, commit to it and make it a priority and it will change your life. Kelly, how can everybody find you? Yeah. Well, I would say absolutely start with the show. That is the number one place to go because you will just get in there and it's like going shopping for free. There's 800 episodes, scroll through, pick a place to start binging and just go. Kelly Roach official on Instagram. Hopefully Instagram gives me my account back because uh, right before this uh, show, they uh, they uh, nabbed it, but you know, AI, I'm sure it will be back. So Kelly Roach official, or you can find me. I'm, I'm everywhere. Just, you know, Kelly Roach. All right. Well, check her out on LinkedIn too. She's got amazing content. Kelly, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you so much for being a woman that supports other women. And thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Come on this journey with me. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about. Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control 
of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference, and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.